Assalamualaikum everyone. This is going to be another short podcast on cultural appropriation. As I mentioned earlier, uh, all podcasts from, from here on end, starting from last week, are going to be a recap of all the major theories and um, the ideas that we have discussed uh, throughout the course of the semester. Just so that whatever we have covered uh, in the semester, um, and that that's it's not been the entire course outline, of course, but whatever we have managed to cover, you have a somewhat of a thorough grasp on the subject. The reason I chose chose cultural appropriation right now is because you have an assignment due on it, and um, I figured it would be a bit of a help just to go over some of the concepts regarding cultural appropriation. And um, if you have still have any further questions, you can always reach out to me. So just to start off with the definition, okay? What is cultural appropriation? Cultural appropriation is the adoption of or theft. And I use the word theft here because it's not like you've taken permission from uh, the um, you know from the culture or the subculture the bef- uh, you've not taken the permission before you uh, conveniently borrowed or let's say stole their ideas and um, some of the other cultural symbols so going back to the definition cultural appropriation is the adoption or theft of icons rituals aesthetic standards and behavior from one culture or subculture by another um, it is generally applied when the subject culture is a minority culture or somehow subordinate. It's not even if it's not in minority, it's somehow weaker, somehow subordinate in social, political, economic, or military status to the appropriating culture. Now, this appropriation often occurs without any real understanding of why the original culture um, took part in these activities or the meanings behind these activities. They often convert culturally significant artifacts, practices and beliefs into meaningless pop culture or give them a significance that is completely different um, than they would originally have had. So they're basically um, a bit reductive in nature and diminishing their actual value by um, by you know converting these culturally significant artifacts into meaningless items of pop culture. Now, why does it happen? Cultural appropriation, uh, as we discussed earlier in class, it's a byproduct of imperialism, capitalism, assimilation. Um, there's a whole power dynamics in play here. So imperialism, as you may have studied in some of your other courses, is the creation and maintenance of an unequal cultural, economic, and territorial relationship. And it's usually between states and often in the form of an empire based on domination and subordination. Now, imperialism, how does it function? It functions by um, the subordinating groups of people and territories, and it extracts everything of value from the colonized people or the subordinate culture or people or ethnicities or territories. In the, in the case of cultural appropriation, culture is treated as a natural resource to extract from people of color. Now, the, these people of color can be any, anybody, just about anybody. They can be Asians, they can be people from the subcontinent, Southeast Asians, um, Orientals, uh, you know, um, the African community. Uh, Aborigines, you know, nat- nat- Native uh, Americans, Jinko, uh, uh, Red Indians, we refer to which is again a derogatory uh, terminology for them. Uh, we should not call them that. Okay, cultural appropriation, why does it happen? Because it's profitable. 
objects and traditions but not the people of marginalized cultures are seen by the dominant culture as exotic um edgy desirable which then translates into profits now capitalism as we all know it works best when people are not individual people with celebrated differences capitalism does not celebrate diversity but it does celebrate identical workers or cogs in the machine so like you are part of a bigger bigger chain of you know events you on your own as in an individual is insignificant in capitalism right once cultural identities are stripped away the only culture left to identify with is capitalist culture and this is just one of the aspects of assimilation in which marginalized communities they lose their cultural markers and they become um you know they are part of the uh somehow they become part of the dominant culture now this process of assimilation becomes quicker when cultural markers uh cultural distinguishing factors factors are appropriated by the dominant culture and once the dominant culture has access to these cultural markers of a marginalized culture culture they um you know the marginalized culture like assimilates into the dominant culture right why is it so harmful or why are there so many negative effects of cultural appropriation it's harmful because it is an extension of centuries of racism of genocide and oppression cultural appropriation treats all aspects of marginalized cultures um also sometimes you can we also refer to them as targets of oppression because they are being oppressed when their culture is being appropriated and even otherwise uh they treat all aspects of marginalized culture as free for the taking and now this is the same kind of uh, logic that is uh, used to steal land and resources from people of color particularly indigenous people to a certain you know and yeah indigenous people of a certain sort of certain country or you know a certain certain part of the world put together these this theft of the lands resources and culture of a marginalized group amount to um sometimes amount to genocide not always but sometimes right so it starts with stealing of the lands and resources and eventually taking over their culture and then it becomes um in extreme cases it turns into genocide now the defense people who defend cultural appropriation they say is that you know race relations exist on a level playing field and they assume that racism no longer exists which is not true but systematic racism still does exist right white people have power and privilege in the society if you look at the western countries while people of cult- color are systematically denied power and privilege in the society um they cannot be a truly equal and um, free flow of ideas um practices uh, cultural markers as long as one group which is in this case the white uh, white people who have power and privilege over another group which is the people of color um if you look at the spiritual practices of the native peoples right so so the native americans the aborigines as in the case of australia uh unki jo native practices and spiritual practices jo hain they are particularly prone to being appropriated by the dominant culture um you know and this is um, this is ironic because after colonization um 
it was uh, not until 1978 when there was an uh, there was an American Indian Religious Freedom Act that came out when native people in the united states were legally permitted to practice their traditional spirituality so that is i'm sure a lot of you did not probably did not know this but uh, after post colonization the native people who for you know their land actually belonged to them they they were the natives there they lived there they were only allowed to practice their traditional spirituality only after 1978 so if you think about it it's fairly recent and the, since the colonization of uh, the us by white settlers uh, native people have faced monumental obstacles to the free exercise of their spiritual practices including um yeah to the the spiritual uh, spiritual practices and um, you know many other issues that have ensued so it is particularly you know it's a it's a very insensitive for people the dominant culture people of the dominant culture to justify uh, the, the use of uh, the cultural markers of another group uh, when that particular group itself has been brutally brutally persecuted for the same thing and in the case of these uh, native americans they have been there have been instances where have been where they have been persecuted for practicing um, their traditional spiritual beliefs um now you know people will say that you are paying tribute to a culture by appropriating it but it's the fact is that it's not an acceptable way to honor respect or appreciate uh, a a minority right if you want to honor them or if you want to appreciate them respect them pay tribute to them then you should learn to recognize to confront and to dismantle systematic racist racism uh instead of appropriating let's say dreadlocks right um which is a symbol of the wearer's commitment to uh, the rastafarians rastafarians right uh, that is uh, they are the ones who um to whom this particular uh, style of wearing the hair belongs and uh, if you do um you know for then again if you want to respect or appreciate other native cultures you have to learn how to listen to uh, these native cultures where they identify very real problems that they are faced by and that is true in the case of pakistan also if you look if you go to some of the more remote parts of pakistan we do end up appropriating their culture by you know wearing their traditional dresses by you know singing their songs or perhaps wearing their jewelry or other symbols of cultural you know other cultural artifacts but we uh, we are not very inclined to listen to their to their real problems that they are facing um you know for instance the th- theft of their lands which also occurs in our remote parts of pakistan or taking away of their resources as in the case of balochistan which we have seen even though balochistan is not a remote area per se but because it's so hugely underdeveloped um you know the uh, the fact is that because it's so hugely underdeveloped in terms of uh, uh, as compared to um the other provinces not all of them but some of the other provinces it um, definitely uh, makes it problematic when we just end up taking their resources without really taking their permission if you think about it or even at least ensuring that they get their fair share of those resources and also are able to profit of those resources which is only fair 
um, many well-intentioned and self-proclaimed anti-racists today will engage in cultural appropriation in the name of solidarity. Um, if you, if one example of this is when you know the white uh, pro-Palestinian activists were kafayas, uh, kafayas. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm sorry, but they, you know, their headgear that they wear. Um, uh, which is uh, uh, typical of the, the people of Palestine, traditional people there. Um, the Arab headscarves and symbols of Palestine, Palestinian nationalism and resistance to occupation. But simply wearing that um, particular headgear will not uh, end uh, Israel's occupation of pa- uh, Palestine. Uh, or simply wearing that piece of clothing, let's say piece of clothing, it will not end that occupation. There are many real and concrete steps one can take to support Palestinian liberation. Um, and then you should also also take into into the real, very real climate of Islamophobia and Arabophobia in the West, where people who are perceived as Arab or Muslim are generally t- treated with hostility, suspicion, and violence, and are assumed to be terrorists. And this is only aggravated when um, when people who are culturally appropriating these artifacts are seen wearing articles of clothing associated with Islam of Arab culture. Um, for white people to wear these, you know, these articles of clothing is to wave around their white privilege. Um, white people aren't automatically assumed to be terrorists, right? They they wear these these um, these headscarves or pieces of clothing, and they're seen as hip and fashion forward, worldly, very liberal. Whereas when Arab and Muslims wear it, they uh, they are they are perceived to be dangerous, and sometimes even. Uh, labeled as terrorists. Um, many traditions that have been appropriated by indigenous people, um, uh, sorry, from indigenous people by people in who, of a dominant culture, whether it's white people or here even in Pakistan, people who live in urban centers, they, uh, you know, the bigger cities and some of the more developed provinces, they also end up doing that. It is done allegedly in the name of lofty goals such as world peace, um, mutual understanding, um, as I said, paying tribute. But, you know, to for all these things to happen, for world peace to happen, for spiritual mending to happen, for mutual understanding to occur, what needs to happen is an end to racism. And cultural appropriation, um, you know, if you examine it a little deeper, it is a form of racism. And as long as racism exists, there can be none of the above things. There can be none of the things that I just mentioned, which is, you know, world peace, which is uh, a mutual understanding and so on and so forth. Um, one of the concrete steps that you can take to dismantle systematic racism uh, is you know you recognize your role in perpetuating it you confront your own privilege and you attack systems of oppression that give the dominant culture privilege in the first place none of these steps if you think about it require cultural appropriation and uh, you know it is unacceptable for one one cul- one uh, dominant group to uh, uh, one dominant group's uh, to feel feel good about themselves when they when often when you're appropriating articles of 
clothing and you know whatever the cultural artifacts that you're appropriating it also that you know you end up automatically feeling oh look i'm so woke and i'm so late i'm so liberal i'm so with it i am um you know i'm um uh, celebrating diversity but that that feel good feeling should not come at the expense of the cultural survival of people of color regardless of what color they are right um cultural appropriation of ceremonies and objects uh, they remove it removes and distorts the, these traditions and things uh from the original context and it it is in fact a gross caricature uh of of uh, the original original uh, artifact or symbol and it's a slap in the face really uh to the original practitioners of these ceremonies and because it completely disregards the history the present day reality of um, oppression and racism um but faced by the people to whom whom those ceremonies belong so cultural appropriation in short is insensitive and it's ignorant a, and um at, at its worst it's blatantly racist uh it also perpetuates inaccurate stereotypes of people of color uh what most dom- people of dominant groups think about you know uh, the minority often it comes from inaccurate stereotypes of a monolithic culture which is a dominant culture involving um you know such um cultural artifacts uh when these inaccurate stereotypes are perpetuated they create an impression that uh or they create they actually create this this mold this um this um yeah this kind of uh, space that they've created where they demand that people of color should fit into that space that they have carved out with the they i mean the people of color and when they don't fit these stereotypes when people of color don't fit or these minority ethnicities they don't fit these stereotypes they often ridiculed attacked dismissed and marginalized for not fitting into a dominant culture's uh, person from a dominant culture's inaccurate idea of what it means to be a person from a certain ethnicity um you know often some you'll hear that the justification for cultural appropriation is something along the lines of i just love the way so and so people live this is so beautiful it's so simple and they talk about it like you know it's all extinct but that's not true these people these ethnicities these minorities they're very much real and they very much still exist and by saying that it was like this that i loved the way they lived i loved that they it's so simple and beautiful you are basically nullifying their existence and it is extremely hurtful to tell ethnicity a minority group or any group really that you basically don't exist and it tells people of the dominant culture that there's no more need for anti-racism because if people of from different ethnicities don't exist then of course they can't be possibly be oppressed um okay i th- this was a you know a quick summation of um cultural appropriation please let me know if you would like me to speak more on the subject or if and or if you feel this is sufficient and uh, we can take it from there okay um have a good day everyone